Hey, Dad. Hi there. Hey, so I want to talk about something. Uh, maybe it sounds a little odd or like we've never even thought about it, but I wonder, is it okay to mock wickedness, evil, and sin? And and, and here's why I ask. Um, first of all, if you haven't noticed, the world is just insane. Um, I, I saw this this uh, in TikTok influencer the other day that was talking. He was a man, and he was talking about how excited he was to find out that he could have a baby. <laughs> And I thought, what? And he was actually convinced that he could have a baby uh, because he, w- he wanted to identify it. He was identifying now as a female and he was just like, I'm so thrilled to think that I could give life. And I'm like- He hadn't really thought about what those last like few moments carry, of labor are like, I yeah, don't think. <laughs> like carry a baby. So, and when we look at this and we're like, well, that's stupid. But the crazy thing is the world is actually starting to fall for this. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. Celebrate that. Celebrate it. And mm-hmm. it's just getting more and more insane. And I saw an interview the other day with the Babylon Bee. A Babylon Bee is is a a parody. It's a well, they call it they call it fake news you can trust. Um, where they just what they they started about six five six years ago, just making up goofy headlines, um, parodies. Uh, what do you call it? Um, satire. Satire. That's yeah. the word. Satire site. And where they just come up with ridiculous things. The crazy thing is a lot of the ridiculous things they come up with actually comes true like yeah. six months later. And people get mad at them and they're like, how are you promoting this? And they're like, well, it was just a joke. It was a joke. Man. And, and now it's real. And, and the uh-huh. more, when we see more and more of the things that we think would be a joke, like what's the most ridiculous thing we can think of? And then we say it and then they're like, oh, that's it. And that actually becomes their marching orders, right? Uh-huh. Um, for a certain side. So, but I heard an interview with him. Uh, I think his name is Seth Dillon. And he was saying, he said... You know, we, we believe that it, at, at a certain point, it's okay to mock the insanity of it all. And I thought, man, I always grew up, you know, being told, well, we should grieve sin. We should grieve wickedness. We should grieve that this is allowed to flourish. But he's saying uh, one of the ways to, to attack it is actually to mock, re- mock and reveal the absurdity yeah. of it. And you think, um, you know, Saul Alinsky, he was kind of the, yeah. the left. So I was thinking of, yeah. yeah, he was a marching orders. And he said one of the best ways to undermine the right is to mock them. And I'm like, but are we using the enemies? Like, are we using the the devil's playbook? Uh, yeah. Saul Alinsky was a crazy communist, like wanted to disrupt everything, you know, overthrow everything, overthrow all systems. But his book is still the playbook they're yeah, operating yeah. by today. Just read it. Rules, you know for, rad- rules for radicals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, are we are we stooping to their level by using mockery? Um, what's your take on that? Well, of course, one passage comes to mind would be in uh, Jude, and um, Jude. Wow! All right, yeah. hold on. I'm gonna have to pull that one up. All right, let's hear it, Brother Jesus. <laughs> okay, Jude chapter twenty three. No, there's only one chapter in I'll Jude. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> he, he wasn't much of a writer. He was just real short. My kind of writer. Keep it short. Um, he he talks about when um, Moses died, and he says that uh, that Michael came down, and well, first of all, he's he's criticizing these people. He, he's criticizing false teachers in the church, and he says that uh, these people they live immoral lives, they defy authority, and then he says they they scoff at supernatural beings, which the Amplified says it this way: it says they reject legitimate authority, they revile and mock angelic beings. Mm. So that's what you know. And I've heard I've heard preachers say, "Oh, the devil, he's just stupid. You can just you know, you just trample on the devil." Didn't you know, Martin Luther even say that? He's like, hey, when, when, "Well, he threw an ink 
they say well, the stories he threw an inkwell at him. You know, you know he was no, but I think he said when when all else fails, mock the devil or whatever. Well, that may like, be. I don't know. But you says no. Was, okay, or maybe that was uh, maybe that was uh, somebody else. I don't, <laughs> we always attribute these quotes to whoever. But um, but then it goes on and he says they reject and and then it says but even the archangel Michael Michael was arguing over the body of Moses. Apparently the devil's trying to get our body of Moses and. God says, go get Moses' body. And he says that even Michael didn't revile him, and he did not bring an abusive condemnation or accusation against the devil. He just said, the Lord rebuke you. Yeah. So um, now. Okay. Okay, so so Michael Heiser talks about this. Okay. And he talks about one of the reasons. And oh, man, we're about to go rabbit hole here. Uh-huh. Michael Heiser, he's wrote this book called The Unseen Realm. And he basically, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but his basic proposal is that um, there is, there was a council of gods. There was oh. the supreme god. We've just changed topics totally. No, but, but I'm, I'm going, I'm going somewhere with this. Right? <laughs> I know, yeah, I would encourage you. Unseen realm. Everybody will read the book. Unseen so. realm by Michael Heiser will make you read the Bible from a whole new angle. Yes. Yeah, and he basically says, in the beginning, there was a council of gods. There was the supreme Yahweh. But there's a verse where it says in Psalm, it says Elohim sits in the council of the Elohim, and yeah. but the Elohim is the supreme Elohim. And Elohim is also plural and, for the gods. And this gods. is not nearly as heretical as it sounds the way Joel yeah. is making it sound. But no, anyway. it's, it's, he yeah. backs it up, right? Yeah, and he, he basically is. says that, uh, which, which would interesting make Greek mythology like have some validity. Like there's these different gods that were rulers over different domains, but there was the supreme god. Which and, makes sense. Ephesians talks about yeah. principalities and powers. There's lots of rulers. Yeah, there's principalities and powers. So, and you're like, some of you are already like, what? Uh, this is crazy. I was that way when I first read it, but he really backs it up. But he, he would say this verse in Jude is saying the reason you don't mock the devil is because he was one of the Elohim. Exactly. And so you are you are still to revere the position, the role that he right. was in, even though he is a fallen uh, a fallen God. Yeah. Um, and again, small g God. Um, there's the supreme God who rules over all. But then they that the Elohim those that God those gods rebelled against the supreme god and that is the verses they thrown out or darkness blah 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 uh-huh. so he's saying in jude the reason he did that is because michael still recognized the authority position he had as a superior being i believe so yeah that's exactly it because that's what he said i mean that's what jude says he says he didn't scoff the supernatural beings or he amplified the angelic majesties right the elohim the, the elohim angelic yeah. majesties and so he recognized the authority there. And so that's where I think, you know, to mock evil, it depends on what you're defining that is. If you're mocking the evil one, I think you're treading on some pretty thin ground. Mm-hmm. Because look at this. I mean, you think about it, you go, well, yeah, but the devil had fallen. Yeah, but Saul was totally crazy and insane, literally. And David says, I'm not going to touch the Lord's anointed. Mm-hmm. Who he's he's still God's anointed. God's still anointed recognizing God. the inherent yeah. uh, identity of that person the position position yeah. whether or not they were worthy of the position or whether they were just flat out whacked out nuts they still held the position so that's pretty clear you don't mock the the spiritual power the authority authority there but what about the stuff that comes out of their insanity well and that's where you know i think you have to um i mean scripture talks about let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but ephesians but that which is good to the edifying you know scripture talks about no um, foolish jesting. I think one of the passages is coarse jesting. You know, that's not really what we're talking about here. But there, it is important what comes out of our mouth. And, and I think that's the danger of satire. I think it has a tremendous power. 
Yeah. You know, like Saul Alinsky said, you know, it's one of the greatest tools we have for uh, disarming our opponents, you know, is mockery and satire. But I think the problem is, I think it's great. One of the things that Babylon B does the best is when they direct it at the church. Like they had, they had one recently where it's like the 10 greatest persecuted Christians in America. Right. You know, and one of them was this lady who she did a whole week of VBS and didn't get one thank you, you know, <laughs> and you could see the sadness in her eyes. And then there was another, it was the worship leader who, you know, on his own debut album, only three people bought it, you know, out of the book, church bookstore, you know, and what persecuted. And then at the end of that, they said, now this is not satire. The greatest persecution in the world is in the country of Nigeria and the U.S. just took them off the bad list. And so now the persecutors are free to persecute the church. And here's how you can help. Here's how you can support our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. So they were poking fun at ourselves. Right. You know, and that's a different thing because I just don't know how you're going to win anybody to the Lord. If all you've been doing is you may win the battle, but, but you lose the war. Well, so I wondered about that because uh, if some people just look around and go, am I the one that lost my mind? Like, is this really where the world's going? And I think one of the things, the values of them mocking the insanity of it is, is that they're bringing to light, no, you're not the only one that thinks this is insane. Yeah, Uh, You know, like, so something came to mind. Uh It just came to my mind. First Kings 18, Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Mm -hmm. And he mocks. He did. He he mocks their stupid things. They do worshiping their God. Yeah. And so I kind of wonder if maybe that's where some of this comes into play because it says uh, there's this competition between his God and their gods, right? And Baal and, and, and so they start calling on Baal and they start doing all this crazy stuff. And I think they start cutting themselves. It says, but there was no voice and no one answered to the prophets of Baal. And they limped around the altar that they had made. And at that, and at noon, Elijah started to mock them saying, Hey, cry louder. Or if, if he is a God, he's either out there like kind of musing or he's out, he's sitting on the toilet and can't hear you. He's yeah. relieving himself. Uh-huh. Or maybe he took off on vacation and forgot about you. Uh, or maybe he's asleep and you need to have to wake him up. And so he's literally mocking the things they did in response to their God. And I think that, that, that would apply here because a lot of the things we're doing yeah. is we've made an idol our God. So sexuality has become our idol and so the things we do in the name of letting our God of sexuality have free reign is just yeah. no rules, no restrictions. So it, maybe it's okay to mock the things we do, which I think is sort of what the Babylon Bee does, yeah. the, mocking the things we do to honor what we have made our God. Yeah. And make no mistake, what these crazy people out there have done, that they've just made sexuality a God, identity a God, whatever it would be a God. And so the insanity that ensues is what they try to do to prop their God up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, well, two things. I think first of all, we kind of sometimes get a little too bent out of shape over. Is it biblical? Because, um, there's, you know, there's a whole denomination that if it's not biblical, they won't use instruments in their worship because in the new Testament, they didn't use instruments in their worship. Now, apparently in the new Testament, they had pews and air conditioners and buildings and, (laughs) you know, but, and sound systems because they will use those, but they won't use instruments, you know, obviously they weren't around then, but you know, they, so the, that we can get a little bit out of shape over, <gasps> did they do that in the Bible? Well, right. just because they didn't do it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. Is it, is it specifically prohibited? Right. It's not. And I don't think it's specifically prohibited. It's like alcohol though. It's not specifically prohibited, but there are a lot of warnings. It's like debt. It's not specifically prohibited, but there are a lot of warnings about it. What's the principle-based stuff? If you do this, get ready for this. Yeah, be be careful. Yeah. And I think satire is the same thing. I don't think it's forbidden, 
mm-hmm. in the scripture. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some warnings we have to take into account because here's Court, satire. Was it one of the verses that says no coarse jesting? Doesn't yeah. that say that? Yeah, yeah, but that would be more like, you know, dirty jokes and things of that thing, you know, coarse. Yeah. Oh, that's, okay. I think it's in Ephesians. Um, Ephesians 5, I think. I'm and, pulling and, it up here. Yeah. Because yeah. Ephesians, Ephesians 4 is 5, one. Talks 4, about, yeah. Let yeah. there be no filthiness, obscenity, uh, oh man. That's coarse jesting. Is yeah. Let there be King no James. filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead mm-hmm. let there be thanksgiving. Yeah. The, the, the danger with satire is this, is when, you, when you're using satire, you are assuming a stance of rhetorical and superiority, of, of superiority. Right, which is why they say it's punching down, it's punching down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But is it really punching down if that's the dominant mindset well, of the I, I world? I don't have a problem with punching down. I mean, I don't think oh. that's it. I don't think you are. I think you're you're punching at the authorities that are there. But you got to be very careful because it's very easy just to become mean and nasty and snarky and angry. And if mm. you're doing that, then you are fighting the world with the world's weapons. So it's really, I mean, it's back to what Jesus said. It's what's in the heart that matters. Yeah. What's the heart behind what you're doing? Yes. Is and it, if you could, and Babylon B, I think they they used to not be near as funny as they are now, because they were having to make stuff up. And now now they do is reflect what society's doing, and they're hilarious. Well, that's what they say. They say that all humor is based in some sort of reality, and like uh, that's why they say that they say the nighttime. Uh, the interview is fascinating. I can't remember who it was with. I think maybe Joe Rogan. They said the talent we have nowadays is like nighttime talk shows. They're not based in truth and reality, and so all humor. Uh, has to be based in some sort of truth that makes you kind of cringe about ourselves, yeah. a reality that makes you cringe. And it's just, it's low-hanging fruit for the Babylon Bee these it days because yeah. everything's so insane. Whereas nighttime, late-night com- comics have just become so ide- ideologically driven, so politicized, and they only go with the narrative, which isn't rooted in reality. So the humor is just not there anymore. And they sound bitter and nasty and angry. Exactly, yeah. Whereas it's here, it's just like pointing out the absurdity and, and you know, it's cringeworthy things about humanity yeah. that make it, yeah, a good point. I think a passage that might actually justify that would be in Hebrews where it talks about, let us consider how to provoke one another, or another version mm-hmm. says spur one another, provoke one another to love and to good works. And if you're coming at it with that attitude, look, I want this to be something that's going to edify the people who listen. Like that, like the example I gave where they talked about, you know, the, the most persecuted Christians, you know, and uh, you feel bad because you... Uh, one of them was <laughs> they ran out of gluten-free options at communion, you know, and this guy, you can see the heartbreak that he had because he, he couldn't take communion that week because they didn't have gluten-free options. And when when you read that and then you come to the end and you see, wow, here are people who really are suffering and what a baby I am, then that does well, it doesn't edify me. It tears me down to the point that I go, what a, what a baby I am. I need to get yeah. get over it, you yeah, know. Yeah. That edifies, that encourages, that provokes me to love and to good works, that's positive. That's extremely positive. Because if you just came to somebody and said, get over it, dude. You know, they only bought three of your CDs. Maybe it's not worth buying. Yeah. You know? Um, well, and then there there is the element of um, humor can kind of come through the side door and make yeah. some statements that, so again, but it's the heart behind it. If you're just mocking, just to be nasty yeah. and mean and belittle, um, then you're probably not going to be able to come through the side door because people's defenses are immediately going to yeah. go up. But it's kind of like music. Like you can say all sorts of really intense things in music if you've got a really cool yeah. music behind it. And Com- people find themselves saying it and not even realizing what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because they're singing it, yeah. Com- comedy is uh, like, I am a rock, I am an island. I yeah. am a rock. Wow, that's such a great singing line. But it's like, wait, 
Wait really? A minute. Right. That's really it's bad. A, it's bad about philosophy. a guy who's locking himself in yeah. his room. It's <laughs> right. You know, it's terrible. It's a great song, but, but it's a so terrible smooth. song. It's so smooth. Is it Simon and Garfunkel? It's uh-huh. in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love so, that one. But it is interesting because comedy can be kind of a, um, a way in some ways to become all things to all people, like open yeah. a door that uh, speak in a language that people can go, oh, I hadn't thought of it in that angle. But when yeah. you bring it up that way, it really does, Joe. This is a, this is yeah. a little off. There's a, there's a comedian you've probably heard now. He's on, I don't think, believer at all, but he he just, uh, he's out there telling jokes and you see little TikTok things that were reels or I'm not sure where it is, but you see little quick quotes, quick clips of him now and then. And he's just mock, he's just making fun of the uh, the insanity in our world. But he's not a Christian. Um, and it's just very effective because people yeah. listen to him and they go, oh, duh, yeah, that, that doesn't really make sense when I think about it. But yeah. people don't think about it, and that forces you to think about it and maybe view it from another perspective. So, But the danger of it is you've got to really be grounded, and you've got to really have a pure heart in it yourself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just come across as mean. If you're angry about it, mm-hmm. then you just come across as mean and nasty. And that doesn't that doesn't encourage that doesn't build up people just yeah yeah you know you, you can get it's easy to get people angry yeah it's easy to get people upset it's hard to build people up spiritually and encourage them to be better people themselves and so it's not something for the amateur you know yeah it really is gonna you gonna have to be engaged if you're going to engage in it you've got to make sure that you're constantly checking your heart which is interesting yeah. enough what you got to do with pretty much everything yeah. constantly search me and know me oh God is there any unclean way in me. Um, is what I'm doing. And, and, and the, the, you're probably from time to time going to step over a line that you may have to apologize for, which you've seen that sometimes they, yeah. you know, not necessarily Babylon B, but others have that. Yeah. I just went a little too far. Yeah. I'm not joking. Um, so it's a constant course correction, but I do think it's, it's a very powerful tool. Again, again, the Bible is very clear. You don't mock the powers and right. principalities, but you can mock kind of what we saw at Elijah, you can mock what people do in order to prop up their idols. And there's and probably some value. Out how, he was pointing out how useless all the things they were doing really were because the God wasn't responding, mm-hmm. you know, so it's really useless and mocking what they were doing. Yeah. The behavior of it. And so it's, it's a powerful tool, but it's, it's kind of like a shotgun. You know, you don't want to give it to somebody who's not trained and doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review on your listening platform of your choice. For more from Joelle Malm, check out joelmalm.com. And more from Rick, check out rickmalm.com.